1: Rich America and listeners, welcome to my 395th ever show of all-around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www. IIRSportsOneWord.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, AP Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And my highlight of this week, a week like no other, is to salute all the athletes and sports leagues stepping up to support Black Lives Matter and condemn racism. It's just been a wonderful thing to watch. Clearly, there's a sea change occurring worldwide, and the time is now, and it has been, again, a uh, An unforgettable week, and uh, let's just keep it going. And it's just been wonderful to see how the world of sports has really joined in in the uh, worldwide protest uh, against racism. And it has just been uh, just uh, a sight to behold on a worldwide basis. And, uh, again, just wonderful to see, and, and, the, and the time is right, the time is now. My other highlight of the week is the return of live tournament, tournament golf this Thursday for the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth, Texas. Top three players in the world and 15 of the top 20 players in the world are participating unfortunately tiger woods is not but the field uh is spectacular with the top three rory mcelroy john Rahm, and brooks kepka all participating and all the other uh big names sans tiger that we've come to expect so it should be just uh wonderful to watch live tournament golf Uh, I believe it's on the Golf Channel starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Time this Thursday. So nice to be able to say that. This Thursday is in three days from now, given the last basically three months of no sports. So it is uh, simply beyond welcome. And, uh, you know, just can't wait to see him out there. We are lucky enough to have... Bit of a preview of sorts with the two uh, match tournaments, charity golf tournaments. Uh, first with Rory McIlroy and DJ uh, and others a few weeks back, and then of course the match with uh, Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson, and Peyton Manning, which really wet the appetite. The largest, uh, largest cable tv golf viewership in history that just tells you about the uh that's now out there for live sports and uh can't get going soon enough and again finally uh you know this is the week of course we've had uh ucf going ufc excuse me and as well as nascar uh and now golf, right around the corner, and of course, uh, NBA and NHL have announced their plans for restarting with dates and formats, uh, which leads into my low light of the week, which is that Major League Bi- Baseball has not uh, announced any specific plans. Uh, the players and owners are continuing to haggle over money and exchanging proposals. And haggling over money during this time of economic hardship for so many nationwide and worldwide uh, is not a good thing. And now, to a large part, as far as baseball is concerned, it's turning from anger to apathy. And apathy is, uh, is not a good thing. It's a dangerous development since fans, many fans are now just tuning out baseball, which is the worst thing that can happen. I mean, uh, it appears the NHL and the NBA are, you know, having announced their return dates, which are July 31st for the uh, NBA down in Orlando, Wide World of Sports and Disney, and NHL uh, getting together starting in July. Uh, and there's talk of both sports starting next season, later, such as December in for basketball, perhaps anywhere from December 1st to Christmas Day for the NBA, and then uh, also rumors that the NHL may kick off next season uh, with the New Year's Classic, the Winter Classic, which is on New Year's Day. Uh, Both of them could go deep into the summer, which just puts them head-to-head against baseball being played in the summer, and uh, takes them away from, it lessens their time against the NFL. Of course, the rating's behemoth. Um, so, uh, feels like a bit of a dangerous time for baseball. They need to get it together. Uh, summer is baseball, and summer is close. We're in June. It's June 8th, hard to believe. And uh, so, I saw where there was just a counter-proposal, I guess, this morning. Uh owners proposing a 75 game schedule or whatever but hopefully they get it done they need to really do it perhaps even as soon as this week if they really want to get this going uh in the summer which is of course something they've always owned and now there's a potential threat next year uh in for summertime viewers so we shall see what happens um but fascinating and i mentioned ufc earlier and my bizarre story of the week is uh conor mcgregor again talking about retirement he of course is the biggest name in the sport went up against floyd mayweather uh a while back and uh when he speaks people listen Uh, especially at this time where ufc is just one of a handful of sports that are live here in america and so for him to uh announce uh, at this time that he's considering retirement again, uh, is a bit of an attention getter. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in.
0: Planning for college?
2: Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time.
3: Hey, uh, good morning, John. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show.
1: I'm doing great, thank you. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's. Uh, I was mentioning in the first segment that golf, tournament golf, finally returns this week, to be exact, this Thursday at one PM with the uh, Charles Schwab Challenge from Colonial Country Club down in Fort Worth, Texas. 15 of the top 20 players in the world are participating, including the top three, which are Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, and Brooks Kepka. Unfortunately, Tiger Woods is not participating, but it's still a, a terrific field. And in three days, we're going to have live tournament golf. So you and I love our golf. We've covered the travelers many times which is coming up believe it or not just a few weeks up here in Connecticut and uh and I think everybody's excited for that given the match with a couple weeks ago with uh Tiger Woods Phil Mickelson Peyton Manning and Tom Brady that was the largest viewership on cable tv history for golf so I I can't wait to see what the ratings are going to be you know this coming weekend.
3: Yeah, John, people looking for sports. And so this is live action. So I'm sure they have a pretty good rating and in golf. I mean, you know, the the travelers, that's always been an event with a huge um, attendance. I mean, you have that, uh, you know, that that 18th green, it's like a amphitheater or, you know, cavernous situation. You can get on both sides. And when they congregate at the end, there's probably like you get 40,000 people there. You know, a big number, but I don't know, you know uh that won't happen this year. Absolutely.
1: Nope. There will be no fans. As someone who has covered it most years, uh, most every year for the past decade or so, uh, you know, actually received uh, a note from them that, of course, you know, uh, there will be no fans there. Uh, media credentials are... Uh, Severely restricted, so I, did, I didn't even apply for this year, knowing that. But it's June twenty fifth through twenty eighth. It's actually this month, the travelers, and they just announced, uh, you know, this morning that Justin Rose, Tony Finau, and Paul Casey have joined the field um, to go along with the likes of Brooks Kepka and whatnot. So uh, yeah, they're going to have a great field down there as well. So, yeah, it's just great to have, you know, live golf. And uh, along those lines, I saw where it appears a tournament coming up uh, in the not too distant future out in uh, Ohio is actually going to allow fans a PGA stop. Uh, uh, So, you know, it was cleared apparently by the Ohio governor or whatnot. Uh, They had applied for it to have fans. On site. And uh, so progress is, is occurring, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, so, but it will be interesting to watch a tournament without fans. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I think they're going to draw huge ratings. And, you know, AP, I find it interesting. I mean, whether it's NBA, you know, NHL, golf playing out without fans will be unusual for us and, and surely unusual for the players. But in the same light, they all grew up playing, you know, without fans, like they're used to it. They've been doing it their whole life. They, you know, and they do it on practice rounds and whatnot. Uh, they do it constantly. So I don't think for them, and it can be, you know, NBA players as kids and pick up games and, you know, that carries through to adulthood or NHL and the ice in Canada as kids or golfers. So, again, it's going to be strange for us and a different viewing experience. But I don't think so much for them when they're actually out there on the course or the court or the ice.
3: No, I don't think so, John. They've been, as you said, so many times in their life. I mean, they, they're they playing on the on the, uh courses across across the country sometimes they're with people you know some individuals that probably they're friends of theirs and or yep. or people who request their them to, to play a round of golf you know for whatever reason they're sure. other celebrities other athletes and so it's not unusual so i mean and they like to compete so and they're glad to be on the course i'm sure
1: absolutely absolutely uh you know when I watched, uh, you know, the Tiger Woods charity match with uh, Peyton, Brady, and Mickelson, it, it never even crossed my mind that there weren't fans there as I was watching it because, you know, I like many, including the record cable audience, you know, were really enjoying the banter, them being mic'd up, the discussion. From Phil Mickelson to uh, you know analyzing shots and putts to uh, which was priceless to you know Tom Brady trash talking with Charles Barkley especially after he held it out from a hundred plus yards <laughs> um, you know that was new and unique and stuff we haven't seen um, can't help but wonder AP if you know down the road we're going to be getting like players miked up on the golf course you know. Uh, Major League Baseball has done it. Um, You know, many other sports are moving in that direction, but boy, I I just think it's uh, tailor made, no pun intended, for golf. Uh, Because there's an appetite out there, and I think Trill Mickelson analyzing shots a couple weeks ago was just golf. Everybody just loved it, including myself.
3: Yeah, John, through a set of circumstances that are present right now in this day and age, there's some unintended consequences, good and bad. So maybe Bingo. that's one of the things that happens that attracts more people. I mean, for instance, a lot of people, I mean, they watch golf and and they enjoy the competition, but I think it would, if if a certain player, uh, let's re- recall that somebody like Lee Trevino. Imagine him being mic'd up. During That era. How many people how many more people would have watched golf? That
1: is just a perfect example. You took the words right out of my mouth. Unintended consequences. This is what happens in times of change. Uh, And, you know, you'll relate to this, AP, Justin Thomas, graduate of Alabama, who you know so well and cover. And he was great roving you know you know roaming the course with the players he was funny he was astute intelligent and just like really added to the broadcast and this was his first time out broadcasting uh but i I thought he was i I thought he was just terrific you know he was a real addition to the whole thing because he has credibility because he's a because he's a terrific golfer period
3: yeah and and i think that um you know, there, there's going to be a shift in the, that production of the broadcast, and hopefully they'll mic some of these players. And those who don't want to be mic'd, I mean, that's a whole other issue, right, John? They'll have to present it to the golfers themselves and, and uh, I guess, individually. So he would like to be mic'd. And, and those who, who don't mind, maybe it even helps them, right? They're talking. Some guys, it relaxes them.
1: Yes, yes, and it's not an uncommon practice. I mean, you know, the NFL, and we often hear it later, sort of after the fact and the highlight shows later in the week, but, you know, or maybe even, you know, down the road on NFL films for a Super Bowl or something after the fact, but, you know, they they mic a handful of players. Well, you know, the Showtime show inside the NFL always has players mm-hmm. mic'd through NFL films, and uh, so, you know, picking a handful of players... To be mic'd up is not unusual whatsoever. What would be unusual, AP, would of course have it be live during during the event. Uh, but the NFL does it all the time. It's just after the you hear it after the fact.
3: Yes, yes, you have to have that delay button or the ability to rewind and listen. I mean, the NFL has been miking players for over fifty years. Bingo! Yeah, so that's not no films, television show. No, so imagine, imagine miking the the NBA basketball, John, and, and and baseball. I mean, it would be fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, and baseball, I think, does it to a degree. Uh, right, you know, we I know they'll do. They do some in-game stuff with the managers in the dugout, and I think some players. Out, of, you know, maybe right. out in the outfield or something before an inning starts or whatever. But uh, yeah. It's not new, but, you know, golf would just be perfect for it for obvious reasons. You know, there's the time between shots and whatnot. And, you know, I think we were, you know, grew up who watching it, watching like interaction with the caddy and the golfer or caddy and or, you know, a golfer and another golfer that he's playing with. You know, you always wonder what they're saying. Oh, yeah. they're, they're obviously talking. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. And, John, think about this for a moment. You're always looking to expand your brand. So if you're a golfer that's looking to move your numbers and you volunteer to be miked, not only are you going to be on the stage, but so is your caddy. And so maybe they're a dynamic duo, and they move their numbers, their social media numbers, and therefore creating more opportunities from themselves. So I think a smart agent... We'd come forward quickly and say, "Hey, we're, we're, we 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 want to be the first pair to be might.
1: Absolutely, I I could really see it coming. It just feels like the you know the time is just perfect for it. And uh, I mean, who who among us wouldn't have loved to have seen you know Tiger Woods and Steve Williams his caddy for so long uh, during Tiger's greatest run? Uh, you know, who wouldn't? who wouldn't have loved to have known what they were saying to each other, especially when you think back to Tiger's unbelievable chip at the 16th at the Masters that year, the one that hung on the lip <laughs> you know or George Spieth when he <laughs> hold it out at the Travelers, when he hold it out from the sand to basically win the Travelers a couple years ago. Really? Uh, you know, the interactions of Spieth and Woods with their caddies for those two particular shots were just, Priceless, but we didn't hear a word. But the visual was just incredible uh, on oh, both shots oh, and many other examples.
3: Oh, oh yeah, and Gar. Let's say Garcia at the Masters. I was there on the fifteenth. You for were that. there, right? And uh, you know, it'd be terrific. Uh, I mean, it's like you take Lee Trevino. Going back to Lee Trevino because he was so popular during his time. Oh yeah. I mean. And, and, you know, he had he's Hispanic. He had quite a following. Imagine if they were listening to him and he spoke Spanish. You know, wouldn't, yes. wouldn't that be a cool thing to hear him yes. speak to them? Yes. Speak to them.
1: Correct. Exactly. Yeah, that would have, again, in, increased his brand and increased golf and viewership. Oh, yeah, I've
3: been through, I would have I loved it. I would love to have hear, heard it.
1: Yeah, and your example is just so hey, perfect. I, I mean, he, he may be the greatest personality in golf history for, like, the, the most perfect person ever right. to have been mic'd.
3: Right, right, and the other golfer, John, what he always wore the the dapper hat, and he when he would make a shot, it was like a at a at a bullfight. What was his name? I forgot. Payne Stewart. Totally, uh, uh, no, no, this is a Hispanic gentleman. He used to pretend when he oh, made a shot. Oh, Chichi Rodriguez. Chichi you know, Rodriguez. There we go. I mean, why could, how, how did I forget that name? Right, not not a bullfighter, like a sword fight. Right. Yeah. yeah he, he would, would put, he would put exactly, it back in like, it to the side. Right. Yes. Near, he was like, he was great. Yeah. I, yeah, he. I, used, I was there at a few tournaments with him. He was great. I really enjoyed watching him. But And all these, all these players that speak different languages, it would be really cool if they were Mike, you know, and, and speak to their home country and their, their fan base and their native language. That would be really, I think, fascinating.
1: That would be awesome. It's such a worldwide sport. It would really fit well. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, you know, Henrik Stenson when he won the British Open in that great duel with Phil Mickelson a few years back. Can you imagine if he was speaking to, you know, his countrymen back in.
3: uh,
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back in Scandinavia. Um, But yeah. And by the way, the reason I knew Chichi Rodriguez immediately was because I had the pleasure of spending a week uh, a few years back staying in the town of Dorado, a suburb of San Juan in Puerto Rico. And Dorado is where Chichi Rodriguez is from and lives, uh, and okay. so he, to say he was—he's he, revered. I, I got a lifetime lesson in uh, <laughs> how, how beloved he is down in the town of Dorado. So I've obviously never forgotten it and remembered it immediately. Knew exactly who you were talking about.
3: Yeah, no, he was one of my favorites. I just hadn't thought of him in a, such a long time. Sure, uh, but, sure, uh, no. he's he terrific.
1: Great example again with the sword thing, where he would put his putter uh, <laughs> yeah. like it was a sword uh, hanging on off his waist. <laughs> right, it was right. just priceless. And right. uh, well, AP, hard to believe we've come to the end of the first segment together. Still a lot more to get to, and we'll do that on the other side.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
2: Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
0: and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice
2: America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy.
1: America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 472 5788 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., I uh, started off the show talking about past week, a week like no other, perhaps almost in our lifetime, uh, certainly in, in the past few decades, and I, of course, saluted the uh, athletes and leagues and sports organizations worldwide who have uh, stepped up to support Black Lives Matter movement and condemn racism and you know, the, the time is now. It's a time like no other.
3: Yeah, John, everybody's home from this pandemic. They have all yep. this time on their hands to reflect, uh, to think about some transgressions that were against them. Uh, they were college a- athletes. And I think what we've seen and are seeing is a paradigm shift in athletes, student athletes realizing they possess power. And they can make a difference with their statements and their revelations. And I think that it's not going to be any more that they're silenced on social media. I just don't think it's going to happen. You can't just tell people you can't voice your opinion. Yeah, mistakes will be made. Things will be said. But that's part of the learning experience. I think it's really an injustice to some degree to not let a, a student athlete, particularly at high, high, you know, the power five schools or any school where you, this athlete has a chance to maybe go to the next level, you don't interact with the media and the public because that's their training ground. Because if they get to that level uh, uh, professionally, they're going to be talking to the media members all the time. And you don't want them to go into the situation and, uh, you know, like fed to the wolves, so to speak. Uh you know you want them to be equipped, and you want to train them and say, "Hey, I learned this at such and such university i 'm prepared, I feel good about speaking to the media. I feel good about being in the public light. I feel good about representing a product. I feel good about speaking on the radio on the television. Uh, you know you want all those things to happen for that individual. this idea that you 're going to have a closed mouth uh, and not give them the the uh, opportunity to, to speak." Uh, thoughtfully, I mean, like I said, there's going to be mistakes, but this idea that you're going to silence everybody from now on, I don't see it happening.
1: Oh, no. Not at all. I I think you're right on the money where, you know, what's gone on in the past is not going to go on any longer and, you know, the world is changing and the world certainly with social media has already changed where uh, athletes, in this case, you know, have the that of all ages have the opportunity to basically say what's on their mind. And uh, there are certain things, you know, that you, you can't fight it anymore. And I can't um, no. think of a better example within the past week or two or three, uh, you know, of like, you know, trying to police Social media, especially in this case, the example what you're specifically talking about, of, of a institution, a college, trying to, uh, you know, stop athletes from speaking their mind. The, I think those days are really over uh, as a result of specifically the last few weeks, to say the
3: least. Yeah, you, when you recruit a student athlete, you, you they all understand they're representing a university. So, you know, if you, keep, you try to keep them quiet, I mean, their actions are going to um, speak for themselves as well. I mean, they could make a mistake, you know, without even being part of social media. So why not let it be on social media? Why not teach them what, what's, a, what's a thoughtful way to present their ideas? And because it's part of everybody's life for many years now. But I just think it should be part of their educational experience, and athletic experience, um, being able to voice their opinions. I mean, and they are representing all these universities and colleges and athletic departments, their team, their their family, their hometown, their state. So, you know, get on with it.
1: Correct. Correct. No, the the world is changing. The world has changed. You know, and I have a particular interest in this topic because Kurt Schilling, formerly of the Red Sox, the Bloody Sock, uh, he literally lives, you know, a mile or two from where I'm speaking uh, right now, uh, here in my suburban Boston town. And he, of course, was one of the pioneers of this, uh, of what we're seeing today, because he was one of the first you know, with a, quote, blog. <laughs> that seems like a long time ago. Um, <laughs> right. but he, he was writing a blog, you know, with his, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, his time with the Red Sox, where most importantly, he was speaking directly to fans. Uh, he So he was removing the media as the intermediary. And he was, yes. again, a pioneer in this era. And he's, of course, you know, we all know... Speaks his mind, outspoken. Many would say, and yeah. uh, and again, you know, uh, he, he's right here in my town, and he, you know, he's still the same Kurt Schilling. And uh, yeah, I think he has a radio show now. But you, you know, again, he, he was doing it when just a handful were, of people were doing it uh, through a blog, and you know, and it got a lot of publicity at the time, that's for sure. But yeah, I always remember. <laughs> I always think of him when I think of, you know, athletes or anybody else for that matter. President Trump on Twitter, for example, speaking directly to their audience, period, with no filter, by, as in not being filtered through the media.
3: Right. That, that's the, the key, John, no filter. And, John, getting back to the student athlete, you're watching them right now while they're in high school and they're on social media. And if there's any red flags, it probably is going to come out before you um, before they get to your campus, in all likelihood, you're going to get a a, a, a snapshot of their tone on social media. So uh, and when, you, when they get there, you know, all these schools have resources to bring in people, to instruct them what's acceptable on social media. And so I just think those who are going to be ahead of the curve, are, are going to reap those benefits down the road.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, anyone who's surrounded by young people, and who isn't, you know, teenagers and people yeah. in their 20s will say, I mean, it's just a way of life. It's what they've grown up with. It's it's their normal. And, you know, it's just that simple. Um, so, you know, it, it just simply has gone far beyond, you know, something that can be. Pleased shall we say so uh, the, the,
0: the
1: the smart institutions college in this colleges in this case or whatever are the ones who are simply embracing it not not preventing it
3: yeah John if you and if you're being recruited, and there's two schools that are very close, and one school says we We welcome social media, we want our student athletes to voice their opinion. We want um you know high people who have something to contribute to society uh in that manner, and the other school says well we don't we we monitor everything you have to get approval. I can guarantee you what school that person is going to choose to attend correct
1: exactly right exactly right so again it's uh it's just the way of the world now. Um, Twitter can be so immediate, um, and you know, it's uh, again, it's just, it's now just the norm, and uh, and it's not changing. It's only getting bigger, and don't know that it's ever been bigger at any point in our lives than literally right now. So, um, you know, and this goes right to the heart of you know what we've been talking about. A few times over the past few shows, which is of course just the athlete branding. That's uh, kind of you know part of this whole process too, where athletes, uh, yes, you know, getting their uh, right to use their brand or use their name uh, the, the, for, from colleges. So which is in coming hand. up? Yeah, it goes hand in hand. Yeah,
3: John, this is good. Yeah, this is going to happen. They're going to vote in January of the NCAA convention about the name, image, and likeness, and that will uh, pass probably and go into effect the 2021-22 academic calendar year. How are you going to people keep people off social media when they're able to have these endorsements? and And you're going to tell them, well, yeah, you can go on there just to promote your brand, but you can't say anything. I mean it's it's not gonna fly there's there's no way uh and the agent's gonna get involved because I think that's they're gonna allow the agents to be involved, and that's another whole scenario that i I don't know what what will happen but when you you try to stifle uh, discourse and things like that, and as a head coach, you're gonna be painted with such a bad uh uh picture in the media that people are going to shy away from you you're going to have, to, it's going to be a nightmare for you public relations wise to, to reverse that opinion. And you don't want to be caught in that situation. If you're smart, if you're going to be stubborn about things, um, go ahead, but but you'll fall behind. You won't be able to get players. And, okay, and John, I mean, John, this goes it. way back to the years when, you know, when they, when they talked about the hair length and the facial hair and just all these other uh, issues that, that, that The coaches who who were maybe not, let's say, at the top, let's say, and they are looking for an advantage to get a a better player said, "I don't care what the length of your hair is, come to my school. Can you play? Can you, you know, pass the grade? Come to my school." And and then that flipped everybody. I mean, nobody's mentioning hair anymore. I mean, that's so long ago. If you talk about it, people are thinking, "What do what do you mean? They they wouldn't let you grow your hair?"
1: Right? Exactly. No, it's, it's, it, it is, it's a modern-day example of that type of thinking.
3: Yeah. Um, John, the, I think the only pro team that I know of, and I'm, there's, maybe there's some other ones, but the New York Yankees used to have that yep. you know, facial hair, but they would pay twice the money, so everybody said, okay, fine, I'll, I'll forego growing a mustache or growing my hair to take double the money. So, I mean, but I, there, There's maybe some other teams, and I'm not, not even sure if the Yankees still adhere to that policy.
1: I think they do AP. I was thinking that as you were speaking, it came right to my mind. Yeah. New York Yankees. Yeah. I believe that policy is still in effect. Not positive, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you know, and of course, I always think back to Catfish Hunter, one of the first big yes. money free agents ever signed, and he had to shave his famous mustache. So that goes back a long way.
3: Right, right. And, and I think that's kind of a funny story. who's was with the Oakland A's, and I think that maybe he was the, the leader, Reggie Jackson, somebody, I forgot or one of those guys, Joe Ritty, but they all started to grow mustaches. Raleigh Fanger had, had the, yes. the twist at the end, and I think Charlie O, I think maybe he told them to shave, and then they all started growing it in rebellion, and then after a while, if they grew it, he would pay them extra money.
1: Yep, exactly, yeah Raleigh Fingers uh, The handlebar <laughs> mustache was just famous
3: Yeah, right, that's, um, it. that's it
1: Exactly well, AP, we're here at the end of our Second segment together uh, Still have a few more Things to get to And we'll do so on the other side
2: On Read My Lips Radio, producer and host, aka Radio Red, invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with smart, savvy, creative people as she discovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, when creativity first became their passion, and how their creative process can inspire the rest of us to think out of the box. Enjoy, aka Radio Red's always lively, cool conversations with creatives, Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Oh, how those lips can talk. Stimulating talk. Gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the Charles Schwab Challenge in Fort Worth, Texas, live tournament golf for the first time in many months. Uh, This Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Golf Channel and then following for the next four days. So... AP, we already talked about, it's going to be great to have golf back, live tournament golf. Uh, But something we haven't talked about uh, is players are returning to college campuses, football players, uh, as we speak. Penn State, for example, is returning today. And a lot of schools have already, you know, had some players return to campus Um, But, again, I know for a fact Penn State was returning today. I think Ohio State and Michigan already got going. And I'm sure down in your neck of the woods, it's already underway with the SEC as well, right?
3: Yeah, uh, Alabama and Auburn, both uh, back on campus. And so that's an exciting thing for people who like college football, especially in this state, in this environment. And, John, when they come back to campus, the first thing, you know, you're having to – be tested for the virus, and five players at Alabama tested positive, and three players at Auburn. I think they were all asymptomatic. I believe, I believe. I'm not positive of it. Uh, no pun intended, but I, I think that's the case. But so, just to give people an idea, that's the situation at, at those two schools, and I haven't heard about any other ones across the country. But we're going to find out this week, I'm sure. And they they can't release that information uh publicly because of I think it's the is it the HIPAA laws, John, where you, you can't speak about somebody's yeah. You know, so but it'll come out somehow, some way.
1: No doubt about it. Um yeah, it's gonna be uh you know interesting to see how that, you know, develops. I mean this is step one. Uh, All in all, I think the percentage of players, uh, the five at Alabama, the three at Auburn that you mentioned, is, you know, somewhat small percentage. Um, And, you know, each of them had, I believe, dozens and dozens of players. Uh, You you know, any positive test is, you know, not good, but the fact that, uh, again, it was just to put it in perspective, I, I think it was, you know, just simply a percentage of all the, the overall number of players who returned. But, you know, this is it, AP. This feels like today even feels sort of like the, the, the beginning of a return to a potential college football season. Um, like, like it's feeling more and more real today than it's felt since March, since this all started.
3: Yes, John, yeah, well, they'll return to campus, and here it is, June 8th, and football season is essentially uh, three months away, because Labor Day weekend, or that week, they'll have games, I think there's actually some games before that week, John, I think, so yeah, yeah, well, we're going to find out something, John, we've got to find out something here, mid-June, end of, end of June, one way or another.
1: Exactly. And we had talked about this. It really needed to be done by, you know, end of June, certainly by July 4th weekend. Uh, And yeah. And, you know, speaking of that, there was like a a significant news item in that uh, the Navy Notre Dame game scheduled for Dublin, Ireland was uh, moved and it's going to be held for the first time ever. They have like a 95 year history or something in Notre Dame. It's going to be played at, you know, in Annapolis at Navy's home football stadium, which is kind of cool. And, oh, but, yeah, you know, it's sad, true. It's not going to be in Ireland, AP. I, I have driven by Aviva Stadium on numerous occasions, on visits to Dublin. So, you, you know, and I know they get, they've get they had a number of games there, as you know, uh, typically that last weekend of August. So it's, it's just sad it's not going to be there. But we can all certainly understand why. International travel right now, it's uh, <laughs> limited – to say the least.
3: Yeah, absolutely, John. That's great for the people at Navy and that area, the greater Baltimore, Annapolis area to have yes. that game. And It's it's strange that it, that's the first time ever. I, I didn't realize I it until I read it last week. Yeah.
1: I was shocked. I mean, I know many, quite often it's been a neutral site game. Um, certainly they've had games in South Bend, but I just never, like you, never knew. It was never in Annapolis and you know, Navy being Navy, like Army, they have a lofty status. So I, I think it's just a uh, perfect, perfect situation for them to hold the first game there. And uh, I'm sure it'll be, you know, just a welcome event. And, and you know, the message behind the message, AP, was, you know, was simply that, you know, it wasn't that long ago when all we were hearing was cancellations. We weren't here you know, <laughs> right. or best postponements. Now we're hearing, you know, of a switch, but it's like the same date, just at a different location. Very understandable, as I said. But, you know, again, the underlying message here is that, you know, the game is still scheduled. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yes. Yes. That's a huge game for Navy. And the other game that I saw that they're, they're not sure if they're going to play. And I'm really kind of disappointed is Oklahoma at army. And I know a lot of people are looking forward to that in the greater New York area, but I'm not sure if it's going to be played, unfortunately.
1: Oh, I hadn't heard that. Uh, didn't Army almost beat them last year? Didn't it go down like the last play of the oh, game or something? Oh,
3: a year or two or something, whatever it was, John. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was close. Yes, sure was. Yeah, Very yeah. That
1: was, like, <laughs> that was like the upset special, drop what you're doing and tune on the TV to watch the end of that game. me. Um, <laughs> Yes, well, AP, it's uh, good to talk college football, and uh, we're here at the end of the show, but I want to thank you, as always, for calling in and adding your uh, expertise, and uh, we're getting going here, AP. Golf this week, football (laughs) players returning to college campuses, uh, it's starting to feel like the turn is coming, shall we say, finally.
3: Absolutely, John. Thank you so much for having me today. Always my pleasure.
1: And thanks again, AP, and thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time.
0: Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.